0: Are you rehashing your leaves this summer? If you're not, you're going to find out how to do that on today's show. Now, before we get started today, I want to share a quick video about Epic 2021. You don't want to miss it in Las Vegas, Nevada, coming up very soon. Epic is epic. There's nothing like it. The encouragement. Some fresh ideas. you need to show up, you'll get your mind blown. Great breakout session. Take something new back. Help and tools. You can implement the next day. Great speakers. That was a great experience. the top experts in our industry collaboration as we work together and trust one another Now, folks, as I mentioned, Epic's going to take place in Las Vegas this year on October 28th and 29th. You can get signed up at epic2021event.com, epic2021event.com. Again, you don't want to miss it. going to be an exciting event, tons of great content, tons of great speakers. So get signed up today because tickets, my friends, are limited. Now, on today's show, we're going to continue kind of our annual Seizing the Summer content. And today we're going to talk about rehashing your leads. You know, it's very important to follow up on our leads, make sure that we're not losing any leads down through the cracks, right? We don't lose track of them and, and lose those leads. We got to make sure that we're following up and we're doing the rehash on our summertime leads, right? So let's take a quick look at some content that I created for rehashing your leads during the busy summer season. Hey, everybody, well Long here. Welcome once again to our special Seizing the Summer series, special contractor training just for you. This is the second week of our 16-week program, and hopefully last week you got to see Gary Alex. He did an entire training on marketing and and why it's important to be thinking about your marketing during the summertime. Of course, we think it's all so busy. Maybe we don't need to do marketing. Well, if you haven't watched Gary's program, uh, you need to do that. Today, in the second series of this 16-week series, I'm going to be talking about one of the the least understood and the most often overlooked parts of running a successful contracting business. You know, over the last twenty years that I've been in this residential heating and air conditioning game, I've learned an awful lot and, you know, I built my first company from zero to twenty million dollars in five years and I spent the last two million miles in twelve years working with some of the best contractors in the country. It's one of the beautiful parts about my job and to be honest with you, I feel like I learn more from my clients than I teach them, right? I try to teach them how to sell, how to have the right mindset, how to run their companies. But I've learned so much from these really successful operators. And, uh, you know, the last couple of years, I've really been kind on of on a mission to find out what are the real secret sauces of these companies. When you, when you think about one of my favorite books, Think and Grow Rich, you know, a hundred and uh, something years ago, right? Napoleon Hill set out to study what the most successful people do in the early 1900s. And in 1937, he wrote Think and Grow Rich, which outlined... The 17 characteristics of the most successful people. Well, over the last few years, I've kind of been on uh, my own little journey, my own little Napoleon Hill uh, journey, about trying to find out what's making these special companies so special. And when I talk about special, I'm not talking about big, I'm talking about profitable. What makes the profitable companies profitable? There's a lot of things that you probably have in common with these companies, but I will tell you, over the last couple of million miles, in the last 12 or 14 years, there's a couple of things I've picked up on that really separate the greatest companies. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to talk about one of those characteristics. And that characteristic, my friends, is simply an uncontrollable obsession, uh, a manic focus on follow-up on lost sales leads. Here's what I mean by that. You're probably thinking, oh, we follow up on our lost sales leads. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about following up once or twice with a few of your best opportunities. I'm talking about an obsessive follow-up on every sales lead. In other words, the great companies pay every bit as much attention to their lost leads as they do to their sold leads. Everybody gets excited about the ones they sell, but what about the 50 or 60% of the ones you're not selling? And here's the worst part. If you take the average comfort consultant, they go out on 400 calls per year, and they sell, let's say, 40%. That's 160 deals they sold. Well, what about the 240 of the ones they didn't sell? The reality is of those 240 that they didn't sell, 180, maybe 200 of those companies bought. They just bought from somebody else. The great companies are getting their fair share of those 240 lost leads, right? Now, the competition is going to get some, but there's an entire new business, a business probably as big as your existing business in the lost leads. And the great companies have found a way, found a program, which we're going to talk about today, to really learn how to uh... to get those deals to follow up in an obsessive manner and, and what i want to do is to illustrate part of the problem this is from a statistic that i read from some some research lately i just want to share this with you i want you to think about this for a moment forty and this is from service titan they did a bunch of research and here's what the numbers they found forty eight percent of salespeople never follow up with the prospect think about that half of salespeople are not following up even once they do the initial presentation and that's it. If they get it, they get it, but if they don't, they don't. 48% of salespeople don't follow up at all. That's pretty scary. Check this out. 25% of salespeople make a second contact, right? So a quarter of the people are getting a second contact. Only 12% of salespeople make three follow-up contacts. Only 10% make more than three, and check this out. 2% of sales, only 2% are made on the first contact. Now think about that. 52% 52% of salespeople are, not, are, are doing only one call, the presentation, and only 2% of sales are made in the first contact. 3% of sales are made on the second contact, 5% on the third contact, 10% on the fourth contact. Check this out. 80% of sales are made on the fifth to 12th contact. That should give you some indication how important follow-up is. You've got to understand the times have changed. And what worked for you and for me 10 and 15 and 20 years ago isn't going to work today. What used to work was, it was a one-call-close business. I built my career. I built my company on a one-call-close philosophy. I've been teaching it for years. But guess what? The times, they are changing, and we got to change with it, right? Because if you think change is hard, you need to try extinction. <laughs> because in many cases, that's the result of not changing. Here's the reality of the last 10 years. Your customers are more educated than ever they are more sophisticated than ever and as a result they are far less likely to fall into a one call close situation right there's a, a huge emphasis on your follow up there has to be because your customers your homeowners are changing the great companies have figured this out they have entire departments that are that are devoted to the rehash process that's what we call it we call it follow up call it rehash whatever you want the bottom line is departments personnel devoted to working the lost leads. Again, if you go back to One Comfort Consultant, he runs 400 calls and he sells 40 percent of those. What about the 260 other ones? The great companies have personnel dedicated, rehash lead coordinators, dedicated to working those 260 leads. And I promise you, as you're going to see, there's a ton of business in those leads, right? In those lost leads. So what I want to do now is to take a look at the real potential revenue here because I want you to understand the scope of the problem if you get really good at this rehash process, if you get yourself and your and your sales team really good at the follow-up process, I want you to look at some of the potential. I want to turn here to the computer real quick and show you a couple of things. What I'm going to show you here is a spreadsheet that really illustrates the opportunity. You know, in economics, we, we call it opportunity cost. Opportunity cost is opportunity lost. I want you to take your average sales professional, and we're going to say he or she is running eight new leads a week. That's 400 in a year. Actually, 413 with 52 weeks, right? So it goes out in 413 leads in the course of a year. The average comfort advisor is closing 40% of those, which is great. That's 165 new deals. Now, that's nothing to sneeze at. You think about an average ticket of eight dollars or $10,000, that could be $1.6 million, right? Nothing to sneeze at. But here's the problem. There's 60% of those leads, which equals 248 opportunities that were lost of those 248 opportunities, I assure you, about 200 of those are buying, they're just buying from somebody else. Now, what if, just what if we had a rehash department, a rehash process that we could use to simply capture 20% of the 248 lost deals. That would be 49 and a half, we'll say 50 new deals a year at $8,000 average ticket, that's $396,000 in rehash follow-up revenue. That is one comfort advisor. What if you have two comfort advisors, right? What if you have four, right? The numbers are staggering. And again, the great companies understand the real opportunity in these rehash leads, these rehash opportunities. But you have to start making sure that it becomes a priority in your company. Here's the crazy thing you have to think about with these rehash leads, by the way. You figure on this situation here where the comfort advisor lost 260 of those leads those leads cost you somewhere between $300 and $500 a piece. So we'll say on average $400 times 250 leads, that's $100,000 in leads that you bought. That's $100,000 of marketing expense to generate those leads. So my point is you've already purchased the leads. You've already spent the hundred dollars You might as well go ahead and rework those leads and make sure that you're getting every possible deal. In this situation, you know several hundred thousand dollars, again, just with one comfort advisor, we're talking about almost $400,000 in lost revenue. That's serious, serious money. So the objective then is now, the question is now, how do I recapture those leads? Well, the first thing you gotta do is you gotta change the way that you measure sales productivity. This is gonna come as a shock to a lot of people who have been doing it the way I've been doing it for 20 years. You gotta change the way that you measure sales productivity. Here's what I mean, and I'm gonna show you a spreadsheet here in just a moment. And by the way, we'll make this spreadsheet available so you can get access to it if you want to use it. Over the course of time, we know some very simple truisms. What gets measured gets done. We have to track sales performance. And one of the challenges, if you've been managing salespeople anytime at all, salespeople are driven by the numbers, and rightly so. But here's what happens. You get a salesperson, and they go out, and they run a call, and they don't close it. They come back to the office the next morning, and you want to close that call out and say it's lost. And they said, well, no, no, it's not lost. I'm going to call the guy back next week. And next thing you know, you got kind of this battle going back and forth about when do we call a lost lead a lost lead. When do we close out the lead? I've had this conversation with contractors for 20 years. When do we close out this lost lead? <laughs> when, when do we say, you know, it's, it's, it's dust in the wind? Well, what I've done is develop a new way to do sales tracking that kind of takes care of this problem. I want to go back to the computer here. I'm going to show you this spreadsheet, which is a a very simple way but a very new way of measuring your sales performance, which does a couple of things. Number one, it's going to show you how much time you spend on on follow-up and rehash. And number two, it ends the arguments about when a lead should be closed out once and for all. There's no more battle between you and the sales team. Let's take a quick look at the spreadsheet. Now, this is the sales lead tracking sheet that I use in my company. And what it does, the first thing I want you to see is it separates your first call sold from your rehash sold. Why is this important? Well, it's a simple question. Did it close on the first call or not? And the answer is either yes or no. If the sales professional is still working the lead, that's fine. It still was not a first call close. So let's say in this situation I've got a sales advisor, goes out on eight calls, and let's say he or she closes three of those on the first call, right? That's 37 percent. So that means he or she lost five, but let's say of those five the next week he or she goes back and gets two of those right that means we get twenty five percent on the rehash for a total of sixty two percent so we ended up getting five of the eight for a total conversion of sixty two and let's say the total of those five deals equals you know forty five thousand dollars we put the total in there the total revenue and that tells my average sale and also my average revenue per lead the reason this is so useful you can look at this and you start to get a sense okay my guys are getting more and more deals on the rehash. Because what if they get three up here and they get zero here, right? Of course, that number would be less, 2 Let's say it's 30000 Then what that tells you, you can look at this and say, guys, you're doing a lousy job on the follow-up, and it's affecting your revenue per lead. You've got to go out there, and you've got to follow-up and at least get, you know, get one of those. That would be 12%. But look what that does to the total close rate because that combines the sold first call and the sold rehash. So this solves a problem that we've had managing salespeople in our industry uh, for as long as the industry's been around. The reality is now when a salesperson finishes a lead, it is either a sold on the first call or it's not. It's not that they're not going to sell it later, and it's certainly not that they're not going to get credit if they sell it later. It just means it didn't sell on the first call. If they sell it later, it drops in your rehash category. The total of those two things are the total conversion rate for the month. It'll work itself out because sometimes you might have the, the rehash sale coming the next month. But over time it works itself out. You've always got stuff you know, running into other months. But over time it gives you the trends. And what this does, it allows you to see what how good are we at following up. If you've got some people that are closing, you know, 30 or 40% on the on the first call and then closing 25% on rehash, you know they're working their, their, their follow-ups, right? They're working those follow-ups. They're one of those people that's following up and following and following up. Remember. 80% of people are buying after the fifth contact. Now, I will tell you, those contacts include marketing and lead generation, those types of things. In other words, if a homeowner responds to your ad, that could be the first contact. They call in to the lead coordinator, set the lead, that's the second contact. Then your sales professional goes out, that's the third contact. And then maybe the fourth and fifth are follow-ups. The bottom line is you can count the contacts you know, a lot of different ways, but there's got to be some level of ongoing follow-up to make this thing effective when measuring your sales performance this way, you're gonna know exactly what's going on. You're gonna know if they're following up or not. So, once you establish, okay, they're not following up, then you gotta make a decision. Do I train my guys to do the follow up themselves, or do I do what the great companies do, and I kinda take those leads, and I give them to my rehash department? Now, there's a lot of controversy around this, because salespeople don't wanna lose leads. But if you make it fair for everybody, then they usually don't mind. In other words, let's say that their average commission is normally about 8%. And you tell them, hey, your rehash leads are coming in. Maybe they get to keep a lead for three days, 72 hours a week, whatever you decide. But at some point, they got to become, you know, property of the rehash department. After all, they are the company's leads. They're not the sales professional's leads. The company owns these leads. And so we've got to make sure that we're maximizing the opportunity. Listen, I've had salespeople say, hey, if I'm happy with a 35% close rate, and I'm happy with the money I'm making, why should you care? Well, I care because I'm buying the leads, and I have an expectation we're going to convert half of those, right? So they're my leads to make sure that we, that we maximize. So at some point, after the initial call, give them three days, a week, whatever you want to do. I wouldn't go past a week. And by the way, for it to be qualified, that's not going to rehash as a lost sale right away, they got to have a follow-up date. This, I'm going to call them next week, that doesn't fly, right? they got to have a date set for a follow-up at some point that's got to come back to your rehash department. The rehash department, it's a very simple process. All you have to do is measure it to make sure it's happening. Your rehashers are simply calling these people back and typically they're going to have to offer some additional incentive. A free duct cleaning, a free extended uh, warranty, a free something because they got to have some additional revenue or additional incentive to get the homeowners to make that decision. The key is you've got to be fair with the commission. So maybe the rehash department gets 3% of the sale, and if it's an 8% commission, let's say, and the salesperson gets 5%, or maybe it's a 50-50 split. The bottom line is you still want your salespeople getting paid, because if they're not getting paid, there's going to be a lot of resentment. right? But if they are getting paid, and the rehash department has a high level of success, if I'm a sales guy, I want them work in my leads. Now, if they can't close them, I don't want them doing it. But if they can close my deals, and so what if I'm getting less commission, they're probably following up. Three times better than I am, because that's all they do is follow up, follow up, follow up. They're going to sell a bunch more deals. I'm going to be making half that commission while I'm out selling more of my first call closes. So you got to make sure this system is fair for everybody, but it starts with measurement. You got to measure what's going on. What gets measured gets done, right? If there, there can be no place to hide, we have to put these numbers. By the way, in my company, I've got television screens. You should too. These numbers have to be up there for everyone to see. So now the rehash department gets it at some point, and their job is very simple. they got to call this thing over and over and over. How many times do they call? I get this question all the time. How many times should we follow up? You should follow up as many times as it takes to get a final decision, yes or no. That's when you stop following up, right? And you can follow up through mail, uh, email. You can follow up through a phone call. You can follow up through a text message. You can follow up on their social media account. I don't care how you follow up. But you've got to follow up and say, hey, Mr. Homeowner, have you made a decision yet? We have some additional incentives. We've got some new information that we can share with you. You follow up as many times as it takes until the homeowner says, I'm not interested. Don't call me or, or, hey, maybe we should chat again, right? So you've got to make sure and be persistent. You've got to be persistent. I will tell you that when I work with salespeople uh, as a consumer, I appreciate the follow-up. Because I am very often uh, super, super busy. And people will follow, I just had a guy, I just bought six new trucks for HVAC company. And I'm going to tell you something, this guy hounded me and hounded me. I sent my general manager over, look at the trucks, pick out the trucks. I take care of the financing. So the guy sent me the the finance paperwork. I was in the middle of having some surgery for a couple of weeks, so I didn't get to a few days. But the guy was on it. You get the paperwork, you get the paperwork. Right, after the third or fourth time, I'm like, ah, I'd send it again. I probably just lost my email. He sends it again. So the next day he calls me. Finally, I'm like, okay, let me fill the thing out. This went on for a couple of weeks. And when I finally went in uh, or a couple of days ago to actually sign the pi- paperwork, the sales guy says, hey, I apologize that I was, like, you know, calling you so much. I said, are you kidding me? I appreciate you calling me so much. Right? If I didn't want to buy, I could have said, stop calling me. I'm not buying. But as long as I'm out doing a million other things, I appreciate the follow-up. So y- you got to understand that this, the, the, the number of times that you follow up is enough times until they give you a final decision, until they say yes, no, or stop calling me or say something. But until then, they haven't been bothered that much. It's an email, it's a phone call, it's a voicemail, it's a text message, whatever. When people get tired of hearing from you, they'll say, hey, I'm not buying. We we went a different direction. I just had the same thing happen. While we was looking for these these six new trucks, we had talked to a leasing company. And the guy from the leasing company was pounding me, pounding me, pounding me. I decided it was a better deal to go through Ford Motor Credit. But the guy in the leasing company kept pounding me, kept pounding me. And then one day, I'm like, I need to talk to this guy. And so I call him back, hey, I went, a different, I went a different direction. Was he disappointed? Sure. But when I got tired of, of dealing with him, I called him back. I didn't get mad at the guy. So most people will appreciate the follow-up. The key is to not do it in an aggressive, annoying tone. Say, hey, we just calling to see if you had some, uh, any of the questions, or, hey, call to see if you made a decision. Hey, I got some information for you. Share some information with them. Part of your rehash process should be sharing industry information, right? So, for example, let's say the lead comes back into rehash. That first call from your rehash department should sound something like this. Hey, Mr. Homeowner, this is Joe over here at ABC Heating. And I know that we had Sammy out there a couple of nights ago. And uh, just wanted to call, see if he had any the questions, anything like that. Homeowner says, oh, no, no, we're just still thinking about it. No, I understand it's a huge decision. Hey, I've got some information here from the U.S. Department of Energy on some things you should be considering when choosing your contractor. Would you mind if I send that to you? Oh, no, that'd be great. Boom, send them a video. Send them a resource. Send them some value. Send some education. Stay in touch. you got to remember, your competition, they're doing what most knuckleheads do. They're running the call. They never follow up. They're sitting back at their office hoping they get a phone call. Meanwhile, you're having this ongoing conversation with your homeowners. Send some information. I've shot a ton of videos for my guys that are, you know, why a nitrogen purge is so important. You know, how to choose the right contractor. Should you repair or replace? These are all resources we send to our homeowners on the follow-up process to stay in touch with them. Because at some point they're going to say, you know what, we should go ahead and buy. Who are they most likely going to go with? The one person who's been following up with them. We offer discounts. On our second or third phone call, we'll say, hey, by the way, we can offer you a $250 discount if you go ahead and get that installed this week. Right? After a couple of weeks, we'll say, hey, we'll go to $500. I just talked to my boss. My boss said we can offer you $500 off. Listen, these are 10, dollars $12,000, $15,000 systems. I've got enough margin to offer some incentive. The bottom line is you've got to stay on top of your customers. Send them value, value, value. It's kind of like in the digital marketing space, right? You give value, give value, give value, then you ask again for the order. More value, more value, more value, ask again for the order. Same thing on your follow-up and your rehash process. Give them some free content. Give them some free education. Give them some free value. Here's how our proper installation should be done. Here's what the Department of Energy says uh, about uh, replacing your old system. Here's what Department of Energy says about choosing the right contractor. Here's what Department of Energy says about proper sizing keep sending this information to them and then every third or fourth time say oh by the way you know we're offering a discount if you want to go ahead and get it done this week you gotta stay on top of these people listen out of 400 leads a year there's 240 that are buying from you you gotta work those 204 like a dog works a bone that's what the great companies do they don't follow up once they follow up four five six eight ten times right how many times until they get a decision what's wrong with that you're not gonna be pestering people You're offering additional value. You're offering additional information, education. You're not just saying, will you buy, will you buy, will you buy? No, you give value, 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 then you ask. More value, more value, more value, then you ask again. This is the whole concept of follow-up and rehashing your leads. It's critically important. And if you think back to the numbers we looked at earlier, the opportunity cost, there's hundreds of thousands of dollars in every Comfort Consultant's lost leads if you got three or four it might be a million dollars or more so we gotta start taking this part of the process seriously our job is to work those leads like a dog works a bone listen your leads are like your children right you should take care of them like you take care of your children you need to know where they are who they're hanging out with who's talking to them what are they saying right you gotta take these leads seriously this is your pocketbook and when you think about the fact on two hundred and forty lost leads that's a hundred grand in marketing expense. You might as well spend some money trying to make sure that you work those leads and pull as many deals out of it as you possibly can. This is the essence of rehashing and following up on your existing leads, and you gotta make sure and work those leads like a dog works a bone. Now, folks, some of you might be thinking, hey, it's summertime, I got more business than I can handle. I don't need to worry about this. Well, let me tell you something it's the summertime where you need to worry about this the most, because that's the most opportunity to lose opportunity, right? If you lose 20% of your opportunities and you're running three times as many leads right now, you know, you're, you're losing three times the opportunities. So what happens in the summertime, which is why we made this part of the, of the summertime series, is that you get so busy, what do you think takes a beating? What do you think takes second seat, right? It's the follow-up, because your sales guys are probably too busy to do much follow-up because they're probably running leads from early in the morning to late at night. So you got to have your rehash people inside. you got to make sure that you're following up on these leads, especially now. Why is it important? Because even if they don't buy right now in the summertime, when you go into September and that cloak of dark cloud comes back in our life after summer in the air conditioning business, listen, you can go back and rework all those leads. There will be some of those that never bought all summer, right? Now you've got a list to go back September 1. You start hitting them again. So you've got to be following up and building a relationship in the summertime with your rehash department so that you have access and relationship to those people next fall, next September. So you've got to follow up now more than ever. Now, listen, I want to talk to you about a little way to leverage technology to help with this process because we've been talking about everything manually. Well, we have an app that actually automates the entire follow-up process. Basically what happens, you talk to a homeowner, and let's say they don't buy, you simply tap your app you drop that customer in that app and you tap a campaign and over the next 14 days they're going to get about 7 or 8 pieces of uh value from you v- videos that i've shot about choosing a proper installer or a company contractor how to do a proper installation so i've basically automated the entire process through this app uh when i talk about a 7 or 8 point follow up all those follow ups are built into the app you essentially drop them in there and they're going to get a series of emails and videos and additional value from the Department of Energy, every third or fourth email is, hey, I can offer you 250 bucks off, or uh, you can choose from different campaigns. You can offer a free extended service warranty or maintenance agreement, whatever you want. You'll see in the app. I don't have time to get in the app right now, but what I want to do is to let you know, as an EGI member, you can get a 60-day free trial to rehashleads.com. That's the app that I've built. I want to share a couple testimonials with you, and I think that really tells the story, and then I'm going to show you how you can sign up for a free 60 day trial, but you do have to be an EGI member to get this free trial. Let's check out this first one with Adam from Dayton, Ohio. Two weeks with the Rehash Leads app and we've gotten 35 responses and closed 24 of those. What he means by that, they dropped 35 of their lost leads in the app and got 24 new system sales out of those 35. This took our closing rate from 47 to 58 percent for the month. We historically closed about 47 percent, so that's an 11 percent increase. That equates to $2.9 million in additional revenue for our company in 2020. Thanks for helping me follow up on my customers and get these deals. Why didn't you push me to sign up sooner? Uh, Here's another one. Oh, my God, I dropped 25 leads into the Rehash app. I got nine new deals. Craziest thing is I would have gotten only three of those because I thought they were good leads I was going to follow up. But the other six I had written off as lost leads. But I put them in the campaigns reignited the conversation, and closed another six deals worth almost $50,000 in revenue. Thank you, Weldon. Thank you, Rehashed Leads. This is going to change my zip code. Uh, Amen, Bobby. Uh, Weldon, I went out on two leads today and closed five deals. This guy called me, joking with me. Uh, My boss said, how'd you do that? I had to laugh. I got both my leads today, and I got three rehashed deals from last week. One was a furnace only, but the other two were full-on systems. Total of three additional deals over $20,000. It made for a big day. I just dropped them into the app and watched the app work its magic. I wish I had signed up sooner. Not only is it getting more deals, but it does all the work for me. That's the best thing about the app. Once you make your initial presentation, you can drop them in the app and move on to your next call. By the way, the best part about this—I've been talking about getting a rehash department. Guess what? Rehash lead coordinators are people. That means you got to hire a couple of people to do this. They come in sick, they come in hungover, they don't show up at all sometimes. With the rehash leads app, you leverage the technology. You don't have to pay somebody forty grand a year to do it, right? You leverage the technology to do the, all the follow-up. Now, listen, there's no way I can explain it all here. The main thing I wanted you to understand is that all the videos I talked about, all the value we want to send to those homeowners, it's all built into the app. It does it automatically for you. When you download the app from the App Store, everything is already populated. There's no programming. There's a 30-minute there's training, and everybody is using the app. It's the easiest thing since sliced bread, and I guarantee you it's going to be a game-changer. Because when you start dropping all your ex-customers, all your lost customers, into the app, it initiates an automated, ongoing process with your homeowners, and a lot of them are going to call you back. It's kind of cool because when they start interacting with the app, every interaction, you're notified, right? Uh, It's funny because I've got customers that say it's more fun than Facebook because you can sit there and watch the activity, and they watch what their customers are doing, and they know exactly when to call them back. Because, listen, if if you think if you lose 250 deals a year, right, let's say you have 250 lost sales out of the year, maybe you don't have time to follow up with all 250. The app will tell you it scores them, right, from zero to 100, as the more they interact with the app, the more uh, video they're watching, the more stuff they're doing, their score raises, those are your best leads, so now you know who to call back. The coolest thing about it is in the fall, all these people will be in your database. Now you can start dropping them in new campaigns, you know, that hey, if you didn't buy in the summer, we're offering some discounts now or whatever so you don't lose track of these customers they're all right there in your database so folks the bottom line is during the summer you gotta execute on your follow-up remember so few people are are, are following up and when you follow up five or six times whether do it manually or through the app the bottom line is you're gonna separate yourself from the competition competition and following up they're sitting back hoping they get a call you are executing on a rehashed follow-up process that's gonna make you a ton of money now and into the future so Listen, folks, we appreciate you joining us here on our summer series. Uh, You got 14 more weeks of great content coming up. I've got a couple things I'm going to be doing on sales and mindset. We got Drew Cameron. We got Gary Ellis. We got Russ Horks. We got the Schellenbergers doing some training. We got all kinds of experts coming in, giving you tons of great content to get you through the summer and beyond. So, with that, we're going to wrap up the content, wrap up the show. We appreciate you guys joining us. We look forward to seeing you in the future. And until then, my friends, bye-bye for now. We love this special Seizing the Summer content, right? We do it every year. It's special content just for the summer. Now, if you like this content and you're not a member, you can get full access to the series right now by filling out the form on this page. This is powerful, powerful content that you can implement all summer long to maximize your profits and be prepared for the dreaded slow season. That's it for today, folks. We'll see you next week here on Cracking the Code. Until then, bye-bye for now.